0: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 230. This show is brought to you by MindSize, the perfect place to send your clients for maintenance and optimization of the Woo shop that you built for them, an iconic WP with their feature-filled restaurant plugin, orderable, built just for WooCommerce. I'll tell you more about our two pod friends later in the show, but let's get started as the Woo Roundtable dives into the soon-to-be-released WordPress 6.0. probably heard a lot about it, and what makes this panel discussion so interesting is that you get a lot of perspective and diverse insights from our roundtable, which includes Ronald, Tammy, Robbie, and Robert, all coming from different parts of the WordPress ecosystem.
1: Welcome to another episode of the WooCommerce Roundtable, and I am joined here by Tammy Lister, Robbie Adair, and Robert Jacoby. And this week, we're going to talk about the new version of WordPress, which is a 6.0. And at the time of recording, it'll be released in a couple of, no, three weeks time. So maybe less so by the time you hear this. We are excited about that. And why are we excited? Because it's a, it's a big number. It's a 6.0. Now, I don't think it's a huge release. I don't think it's something we have to be really um, scared about from, from what I hear in between. Um, but Tammy, I would like to ask you, because I know you've been involved in uh, the release squads, is that how you call it, teams? So you must know what these last few weeks feel like or the maybe the tension, the challenges, uh, and how important also the feedback is to get. So would you like to give us a little bit of a flavor of what that, what that feels like?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit like you've got to the top of the hill and you're coming down the hill in a good way because um, you can't really make many changes to everything in a good way because you shouldn't. Uh, Once you got into RC, you shouldn't make many changes um, because testing. And that's the thing. You need testing. You need feedback. So uh, this really would be a time. Um, if you, if people aren't testing to do that <laughs> um, and uh, this will be what uh, everyone on the release squad is trying to do as much as possible, trying to shake out all those bugs, trying to uh, find out and triage what is a critical bug and what is a nice to have bug. And I think that's important because if something was like mission critical bug, then that is kind of a showstopper uh, because things can be paused and things can be patched because it's still code. Um, if something was going to cause that much of a problem uh things are being prepared like marketing things are being prepared like the about page uh things are being prepared like um how how does the announcement happen all those kind of uh translations the polygots team is fully activated and in their kind of space they've just kind of done a lot of their work because translations had to be locked in uh before we kind of move into this phase but trying to catch those last strings and all that kind of stuff and a lot of the community people are uh, starting to get into that kind of engagement. How do they support plugins and uh, theme people? So it's it's kind of like, uh, best way to describe it, I think, is, you know, when you skim a stone <laughs> or throw a stone into something and the ripple effect, that release squad kind of the ripples are going out from that release squad now into the whole of the community and all of the make teams. So it's a really exciting team, but it's a ti- at time, but it's a time when that team feels incredibly supported. And that team also feels very visible because <laughs> you've worked really hard and you've done your little thing in in behind closed doors uh, in the sense of, and it's a public channel, but it kind of like not what everyone's watching. Um, and it feels like, uh, you present this lovely release and then everyone is like, oh, <laughs> and starts paying attention. And normally people have, some people have tested, but this is the time that people are like, oh, there's a release happening. I better do my testing. So,
1: yeah. yeah. And th- the testing phase, do you think people take that and people, developers, uh, agencies, you know, maybe they're managing hundreds of sites. Do they take that serious enough Yeah. to really, you know, work with that? Because it's it's an open source software. We all make use of it. Freely. So it's, it's part of that contributing to. I
2: don't think we do enough. Um, I think we do take it seriously, but I think we could take it even more seriously um, because I don't think that's um, that it isn't taken seriously. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, I think if we take it more seriously, it's more supportive. I think often uh, there's that, oh, somebody else will test it for me or oh it's a minor release or oh there's not something that I know that impacts my theme that will have an effect <laughs> something could <laughs> um, and I think just by doing that um, just by giving it a run and I always say if you do an hour testing every release you can just sit there you can just run through you get to know what new features that are and there are so many good new things this release I know like we kind of feel I mean six feels a huge number as you say it's just the whole numbers there's something about them right there's a vibe about these whole numbers even though we don't try and behold to them there is a vibe about a whole number right um, but but every release pretty much has had quite a lot in for a long time of wordpress if you look hard enough and just knowing that it enables you to maybe be able to sell something that you couldn't sell before if you're an agency it enables you to maybe be like oh that actually impacts something. Oh, that could be something we could use super useful in our project. So there's all these little things that just been able to do that. And all roles, not just engineer, not just designers, making sure that POs, PMs, everybody,
1: sales. Who, who actually presses the button to say, let's go? <laughs> Is that the one person?
2: Uh, yeah release coordinators are doing that so so we have the release coordinators and kind of there is a process that does that um i have never pressed the button which is there isn't a button
1: yeah i mean 42 43 percent of the web
2: yeah you kind of feel like there should actually be a physical button right like a big red button this is do not press so that you just want to press it yeah (laughs)
3: yeah Yeah,
2: a big blue button but it should say do not press because then you want to press it that's the thing
1: Well, <laughs> oh, careful
2: pick W on it
1: <laughs> Robbie I know you've done a little bit of research I don't know how much you've done the testing yourself but you, you, I think you can give me a little bit of a flavor of what the new features will be for WordPress 6
3: yeah uh, some and I, I think we're we're going to see the most uh, impact that, or the most uh, testing that we need to do is going to be in the theme area um, just because of I mean, we have full site editing, right? But we also have the styles, pattern, block locking. I mean, we've got a lot happening in that world. Now, not all themes are going to work with that. We know that. But will they be affected? We don't know. I don't know that we know all of that. And so I do feel like <clears throat> there's going to need to be a little extra careful testing done this time around. Um Particularly, you know, I mean, this is, this is woo, do the woo. So I will say, particularly if you have e-commerce for your client sites, you definitely want to make sure that you're setting this up in a staging environment. You're going to want to test them, particularly if you've done some custom layout with products, make sure that nothing is affected and. To Tammy's point, this also, though, is an opportunity because maybe it is time for you to contact your clients about doing an upgrade on the look and feel. Now might be the perfect time because you might want to really investigate going down the row of a full site editing theme with your client. And so now it gives you that opportunity to open the door with a discussion with your client to say, hey, WordPress 6 is just released. These are some of the fantastic new features and we would like to get your site over in there. It's time for a refresh. Uh, Let's build with full site editing. Or maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just want to show them that there are some new features inside of Gutenberg that will make things better like uh, block locking, things like that. So it might not be a full new theme, but it may be that there's some new features that they want to introduce to their client.
1: Yeah. Robert, I know you, you, you're you sort of a hosting man, um, director of WordPress uh, Cloudways. So a big release, are you scared for that to come out? Is that a, a moment when you see that support is being a lot more, gets quite busy because things aren't working or is the, the, the hosting in general quite relaxed about a new release?
4: Every release, you know, we're testing our end to make sure that, and, and I'll speak for every hosting company because, you know, any release, it's already being beta tested internally to make sure there's nothing, like, super weird that uh, your infrastructure or platform may not be happy with.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about that, that that process of internal testing? How, as the person who hosts a site on, on, on a host, what guarantees can you almost give them to say, hey, we've done this, we've done that, we've done all sorts of uh, unit tests on that. So most hosts have at this
4: point, you know, a, a some kind of one-click install for WordPress. So that's going to go through a full QA process, like we would deploy any application. So to make sure at least our baseline installs it's working across whatever PHP versions we support or whatever any hosting company supports. You know, we have obviously very platform-specific things, as do other hosts. You know, if you are a host that's using cPanel or Plesk. You're going to make sure that there's no conflicts or anything. So there's just a full QA process that we go through. And we'll start that, you know, with the betas to see if there's anything super crazy. But argue the merits of, you know, the supreme backwards compatibility of WordPress. Uh, Typically, we don't see anything that really is, is a stumbling block in the slightest. For those folks who already have WordPress now, they're going to have to go through the regular, you know, do I want to update? hit that magic button or auto update. And, you know, they've gone through that process and and know well enough at this point. Like many hosts, uh, we have automatic backups for everything. You know, talking about staging, heck yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, know, there are best practices that as a host you'd like to enforce and you hope people are doing um, to make sure that things are getting tested. I I did want to jump on a little tangent that Robbie had mentioned about, oh, this is a great opportunity for agencies to talk about should we do you know have a makeover are we going to you know add in full site editing you know how's that going to impact uh woocommerce and all that i also think it's a great time especially with the major numbers because that kind of sticks in someone's head like oh excuse me we just went from 5 to 6 well how about just a, even a simple site audit are there plugins that are kind of being crufty and and you know not not as good as they you know could be um, and just even pointing that kind of stuff out, I think, it, you know, the the major release numbers um, are, are great opportunities to have those conversations with uh, your customers or with yourself if you're running your own site.
1: Yeah, it's a bit more impactful than to say, oh, we have 5.9.2. Would you like to do a big site audit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the irony is like, you know, 5.8 to 5.9 to six zero
4: to one. they They're not freak out major versions like you see in some other packages there are new features uh there there's cleaning up of features and, and that's great but you're you know you're not seeing something like when drupal goes from 7 to 8 or joomla goes from you know 3 to 4 you, you know there's not like a, a total you know collapse of the universe um, which, again, has its pros and cons. But, uh, you know, at least from a stability standpoint, from a hosting perspective, going from one release to another is, is generally pretty straightforward. Yeah.
1: Um, looking at the, uh, the the list of new features, the, a lot of them include um, blocks. Tommy, I know you are very much involved in, in Project Gutenberg. I think uh, the, the title of Gutenberg is, is not so much used anymore. I think it's, people accept as blocks now. Um, do you still follow that? Are you still involved in that?
2: I am really excited about block locking that's my um that was mentioned by Robbie and that's one of the things that has been mentioned you know it's been mentioned as a, a want and I think it had to be done correctly um I think with patterns and um that being kind of pivotal and that being core I uh, to a lot of functionality um, I am really really excited about that from an agency perspective uh, patterns is just essential <laughs> it, it can't be more essential to the work that kind of is going on there so yeah block locking is really essential there's also so many like under the hood fixes within kind of the editor that are just making uh, quality of life better which I think is really good and edit just like the editor flow that there's something about the the flow and how you write It's like the vibe of writing, I guess, Um, is just getting easier and feeling better each time. So, yeah, it's really each release uh, doing that. I think being able to not only push ahead features, but also refine features, it's a real balance to be able to do both of those at the same time.
4: I'm I'm thrilled about any improvements in full site editing slash Gutenberg. Mm -hmm. I know they're two different beasts entirely, but let's just conflate them like everyone else does. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I feel it's really getting momentum now.
2: Yeah, I think that's important to say that that's still embedded though, because um, it's very easy to kind of say it and wrap it all into a big bundle, and and then people are just like, oh, that's part of this. no, that's not part of this release. This release is not where suddenly you're going to have side editing and it's going to be alive like Frankenstein's monster. That's not. It's not, it's a happy monster and it's also awesome, but that's not what's going to happen now. That's one, it's only if you have a theme that activates that. So you're making that choice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you really, uh, so, and that is so important in the world of like, woo and uh, any complex uh, plugin, you have to actively make a choice to turn on foresight editing. And I suspect you're always going to have to actively make a choice to turn that on. It's not something that's just going to appear randomly <laughs> like a wild Pokemon, uh, because that would just be weird from this whole perspective, because we, you know, block locking is probably something that's gonna to have to be explored with content locking and section locking. And how does that work? How do you lock templates? How do you lock um, editable areas like, that it's just a start. If you're moving, you know, if I think in the agency space, which is where I work now, Saying every single template someone can edit—that's not going to (laughs) work. That that, this isn't some absolutely some some areas absolutely all no, (laughs) that's not going to work for all cases (laughs) at all. And we can think about user permissions, but that's not macro enough. You know, we really have to think on the level of usability and uh, think about who is going to use this and uh, scalability as well. And if you're talking about these big networks of 12, 13 people, uh, like network sites, you really need to have that finite control over things as well.
1: Yeah, no, I can imagine that's music to your ear, especially with, uh, with your design background. And I remember a few um, sessions you joined us and where design and fonts are just so important. So uh, Robbie, I know you... have could...
0: Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. If you build WooCommerce sites, whether you're a freelancer, small business, or agency, often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan. When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales, but MindSize has you covered. Now, what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store. Giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. If you have a need for a restaurant plugin for your clients, or for your own site, Iconic WP brings you orderable. Unlike the third-party services out there, you will have no per-transaction fees. The order management is slick and brings an app-like experience to the customer. It easily works with all paid builders, and it's configurable for time slots, holiday scheduling, layouts, and product add-ons. For the latter, think of pizza toppings or side dishes. Great add-ons. And from my own experience, the support you get via Iconic WP and Stiller WP is top of the line. Simply go to orderable.com to get you or your client's restaurant online. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends and now let's get back to the show.
1: Important. so So, uh, Robbie, I know you were going to say something, so but I also want to add to that uh, before you go into that, a question with regard to blocks and educating um, the customer.
3: Well, I was going to say that it, to me, a couple of other little changes that they made in there, such as the navigator. I love the navigator and I try to get uh, uh, my team members, as well as if we have clients that are going to actually be doing editing themselves inside of the block editor to use the navigator. To me, I just think it's essential to really truly understand what is going on, seeing that navigator really helps them. And, you know, they're they're making it where it auto collapses when you open it this time. So it's not quite so scary. It doesn't look quite as intimidating when they go in there, right? You're just like, what is going on here? Um, so they've, they've locked that down. I think that that's going to that's gonna help or it starts compressed. And then I can explain that to the client as to, okay, this is what this is. This is your outline. This is how you're going to see where all your sections are because it can get confusing, especially when you start getting some of the more complex uh, patterns layouts in there, it gets kind of confusing and you're like, wait, how do I get how do I select this one thing? And so <clears throat> I think learning more about the block editor is very important for adoption of all the new features. I also am I'm happy about the styles that are coming in because then that means you can actually set up a styles and hopefully Train your clients that do do their own editing in there to follow along with styles, so that we don't all of a sudden have like this crazy red fuchsia, whatever, blinky thing on a page because they just went crazy. We say, these are your colors. This is your palette. Stay within that. Um, and so I think that that is actually going to be something that will help make education easier because now they're the tools there to help guide people if it's set up properly by the agency. So the agencies obviously need to first set it up proper so that when their clients put their <laughs> hands on it and start going to town on making new pages or blogs or whatever they're going to be doing in there, that they're following some sort of guidelines so that their site stays cohesive to that design that you established for them. And yes, education is very important, Ronald. Um, obviously, I think that. Um, so, we are, uh, with OS Training, we're planning a new WordPress class for WordPress 6. We are. We will wait for it to release, though, before we finish it, just because there's always changes that happen there towards the end and stuff. So, um, But we have already started outlining it so that we can make sure that our new class pulls in all of these new features. I mean, otherwise, you could take our old class. But we want the new WordPress class to have all of the new features in it. And so we will, and we will actually cover full site editing in our new class as well, even though we know, and we will make it apparent in the class that you don't have to use full site editing, but we want people to know how to use it. Um, so if they won, maybe they were just, uh, their site was built by an agency with full site editing, they'll know how to handle it. Um, but also just for the agencies, I think, agencies, we get in a rut if we do things a certain way, right? And then we, we're hesitant to try other things. But I do hope that some of the agencies do start working with full-side editing to try it out because that's the only, you need the adoption, right, for it to grow. And it does need to grow. It's in its, it's, in its infancy right now. It needs to grow and become more robust. And But the only way to do that is for adoption. So I am hoping that we will see more people adopting it and trying it out.
4: And I guess to Tammy's point earlier, you know, with full site editing, it's still in beta. Mm
2: -hmm. One of the things you mentioned about styles, uh, a a super useful thing you can do is multiple uh, theme JSONs. which um, then that becomes when do you need a child theme and parent theme? And I think that is such a curious space to be in in particular when i'm talking uh, when you're talking about network sites and you're talking about kind of that the thing i really want from that though is uh the ability to not display them all at the same time that's kind of like the next stage i think
1: um can you explain a little bit more what 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 team jason is just
2: Yeah, so uh, you can have more than one theme, Jason. So more than one style. Let me take you back to the 90s. You remember those style switches that you used to have? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of where we're going here, right? Like, you know, and I had one. It was like autumn or winter or like, like, yeah, or like cosmic or like sunset. I like, you know, like back in CS reboot days when you used to kind of do those things and it was, Fun to change and things like that. That's kind of where we're going with the ability to change. that I made it sound super frivolous because I think if you make it sound fun, then you're kind of curious about it. But they have a real practical because a lot of the times you make a child theme, not necessarily for big things. <laughs> and you could make a child theme because you're just maybe changing some theme Jason stuff, um, because theme Jason is a lot of stuff now. <laughs> um, you can do block stars, you can do uh, block variation. Yeah, so so you. Not so block, by, but you're doing so many things. You're styling the block specifically. You're doing a lot of very specific stuff. You're doing that you would have been doing in CSS before in theme JSON. So because of that, it opens up the possibility of you not needing to have child themes to be able to change these styles.
1: So if you, would, for example, do. Um... Sorry, but just to give give a bit more concre- concrete example, and maybe for um, agencies to utilize that more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do a massive sale, maybe Black Friday sale, you could yeah just switch the button and make everything red
2: Christmas so you could have a Christmas Christmas. theme Jason (laughs) or a Halloween theme Jason and everything went pumpkin colored there you go that's where I'm going in this
1: (laughs) and you can you can you can set that you can export that and you can do the same pumpkin so
2: it would be available just as you have the styles that you can select it would be available to be able to pick those different styles that is it's very early days with a lot of this stuff and how it works Uh, my I hope, is you will be able to visibly turn them on and off because when you can do that, it means that you can, per network site, be able to do that. There's a bit more flexibility then because you might not always want to expose that to every user. We go back to all these things are so useful from an agency perspective, from a multi-shop perspective, from all these kind of perspectives when you're scaling up, right? But they're not if you can't control what, seen at the end if everything is always on at that end they're not so useful if you have the macro control then they're really useful and I think we're seeing with block locking I always want to play like the chemical brothers song every time I say that (laughs) it's in my mind every time i think it's not just me thank you <laughs> um but ever with that we're starting to see that control and i think it's because we're starting and i would encourage anyone who is in that space to start giving feedback because we're starting to get people who give feedback in that space because it takes a while for people in that space to have time to be able to use these things because you're talking a year ahead before you can implement these things. You're not going to be thinking about foresight editing probably for at least another six months until it's firm. As you were saying, Robbie, you're just going to start exploring it now. You're going to be a very long time before you're fully prepared. Your learning space, yes, but it's going to be a very long time before you're implementing that on a larger scale at the point.
1: Yeah and as part of the you know being a uh, active in the community and uh, contribute to to WordPress it's a responsibility isn't it that we can't forget about it allows us all to to make a living and build up huge businesses as well
2: WordPress responds to the voices that it hears it's uh, and if it doesn't hear all the voices it can only respond to those that are speaking at it I just personified WordPress in a weird way, but it's true. Right. Um, if you, uh, if the people who are asking for features are only of a particular user type, that's all you're going to (laughs) get. Um, so it is really, really important for anyone to give. And of course your idea might not be useful for everybody. Absolutely. But it might be useful for a large proportion of people, you know, or a proportion of WordPress market share, you know, if we're talking about some of these, that's a significant WordPress market share, some of these sites, because they're dealing with so many numbers and so many people. So, you know, the balance is kind of there that they need these tools as well.
4: I'm just excited by the breaking news that uh, there will be no more child themes.
2: (laughs) I did not say that, but I kind of excited about it. maybe.
3: I think I heard it too, Robert. Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> we
1: broke it here. Thank you, Tim.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh,
2: Robert,
1: you have to remodel the whole, the whole business, isn't it? And, and a new marketplace uh, place on uh, uh, Theme Jason. That's right. I do like the idea that we're
4: abstracting some of these things that were all jumbled and sort of, for lack of a better term, hard-coded all together. So being able to, you know, pull out, you know, styles, you know. Pull out the blocks and and really be able to focus on each one of those pieces as you know separate components and building a uh, you know WordPress WooCommerce site is is great and but it should also be a signal to developers that okay a lot of this stuff is a lot easier to get done now so what are you going to bring to the table I mean the ability to be more creative about you know what those patterns look like what those styles look like all that is going to lean into the creative portions of agencies much more than developers because it's just getting easier to do.
1: Um, have you seen businesses actively changing their approach to, to blocks and maybe see new and different marketplaces? I know uh, extendify is doing a lot on, on blocks. Um, do you see any others come forward and predict front runners or will everything eventually end up on WordPress dog?
4: that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I love that you brought up extendify because I, I Right now, they're the only ones that I see are really pushing that space on. Leave everything in core. Don't screw anything up. If you can un you know, you can uninstall Extendify, and nothing will break. I, you know, I think that's brilliant, and, and I would like to see more folks going in that direction and creating whatever abstraction layers, but that don't actually muck up the site in any way. That that just that they find different ways to you know interact with. WordPress, you know, kind of almost like headless, you know, you're you're hitting the API being able to do things, um, but you're not necessarily screwing up foundationally what's going on on your site. None come to mind at the moment that are doing that on the third party site.
2: I think you always you always have one who does it first or, or, or kind of goes ahead. I think the more tools and the more useful the usefulness, I'm going to go with that, that all these things are in core, you know, the, the sort, sort of seed of a design system, the kind of all these kind of things that we have that you can build upon, the more potential there is to do this. And I think that we thought that there were more things that you could do it with, but it's always been working around it. And we've had the promise of this for a long time, but a lot of it has been infrastructure and foundation. That's what a lot of the past few years has been about in a beautiful way. Um, But we are kind of getting to that point where we can, we can have fun with the toys and it's is starting to have fun with the toys. Yes.
1: I've got the same feeling. Yeah. And I,
2: I want to have fun with the toys as well. And I think so many people are going to get, have fun with the toys. And I think those that, like that, embrace having fun with the toys. I think that's a business opportunity, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I would love to see that in the Woo space as well. I think the Woo space isn't doing that quite yet. You know, it's it's daunting some of these toys, um, but difficultness level of a lot of these toys has been brought down. I think when they first came out, um it's iterations, right? <laughs> we iterate the difficultness away. I would need a better word than that. Uh, we The complexity away. And I think we're getting there. It's been a few years now since 5.0. <laughs> um, it's been an adventure. And now we're getting to see, okay, um, I think we still got a long way to go with, you know, and team one a design system we're not quite there yet and all those kind of things but we are starting to see the benefits that we could have if we all start working on not just what if we had a WordPress admin that did this or what if we had this which is super good but if we actually focused on our infrastructure and our scripting and up that level to be able to build upon it and extend it <laughs> um re- in a really good way then we could had these amazing, exciting business opportunities, which is so exciting because that what grows WordPress. Because otherwise WordPress is just like,
1: eh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But You're right, though. It's it's starting to uh, evolve now. And, and, you know, you can see the the, the buds of the flowers yeah. appearing. Um, I see that in the in the WooCommerce blogs. <laughs> it, uh, for a few years, I was a bit frustrated. It's like, we talk about blogs, but nothing is really coming out. You know, cards and checkouts, it's all quite limited. But now you know we're looking at product page and archive pages and that's when the fun starts to begin because you can you can make changes safely without using a a, a builder page builder that most likely will break everything uh, if if it doesn't get updated or
2: it's the same in agencies but like a lot of the times it takes a while bec- before you can use a new shinies in any space which is mission critical and I don't consider the work I do when I experiment with themes mission critical it's not um that is me playing right um and anyone who is a core contributor who is just playing with stuff that's some playing that's not mission critical mission critical is like my day job when I am working on client sites where I would not advise half the stuff I want to play with as in, in my off time and all the new shinies I am incredibly Like conservative, and what I would offer on a client site because of that. And, you know, as you scale up the complexity, you know, a woo site is very complex by its very nature. (laughs) Um, Whether that's good, I think the complexity will come down because of a lot of this tooling and because the complexity will be less visible. I think that is uh, part of a lot of this. Um, We can uh, ease some of those complexities. But these, you know, there's a function, there's deeper functionality, there's more things to do, there's more layers to all these onions of everything. So as a result of it, they can't be like, oh, jumping straight into the new funky on my own small blog. Yeah, I can run the latest and that doesn't matter. But I, it's completely different to a client site.
4: I mean, both you, Tammy and Ron touch on the same thing, you know, there's that risk aversion when you're dealing with something like WooCommerce and the the, sort of the trickle up time for getting that new feature in, uh, it just takes longer and it's not a technical issue necessarily. It's just that business
2: i'm kind of glad that there is when i go to buy something or do something i'm kind of glad it takes a bit longer because i want it to be stable yeah so i would be the first to complain if something wasn't stable so i think we have to like understand that when we're just like oh use a new shiny and there's a balance right Um, but it's about those of us who can enabling that this stuff gets iterated and gets iterated with as many of those voices in the room i think the moment we don't include those voices who can't use it yet, but who really want to use it really soon. I think that's starting, we're starting to see how can we get those voices earlier into the room to be included. I think there's something in that to kind of learn from.
3: We are, I think we also see with, with agencies that yes, we do, we are very conservative with agencies as to what we offer to clients because we do want it to be stable, right? You, you need that client experience to be Good. So the client, one, keeps you on as an agency and and comes back to you and trusts you. Most importantly, you want that trust factor. But I will say, as an agency, a lot of times we are pushed by our clients, because our clients do see something out there. And they're like, oh, I want that shiny new toy. And so sometimes the agencies are pushed by their clients to try that. And then once they have to do it for one, and they're comfortable after they've done it for one client, then they're like, oh, let me go and offer this new shiny toy to all my other clients. And so I feel like sometimes agencies if they don't push themselves within, their clients will start to push them to get the new shi- shiny toys, you know. So, um, but I do agree that uh, as an agency, you do have to be careful how many shiny new toys you present out there because you wouldn't want to, uh, you know, start building unstable websites for your clients. They do need to be stable, so.
1: That's a really good call out. I, I, I have a few experiences exactly mm-hmm. in that, like, oh, I want this, I've seen it here. And then you do a you know, analysis on the website and they might be on a totally different platform. You think, well, surely somebody has <laughs> made this, but goodness knows how. And, but yeah, that's that's, that's a difficult conversation because by then the marketing and the sales team have already put their mind on, that's what we need. That's the flow we would like. That's how we want to have our product pages to be displayed. And yeah, that that's quite a tough one.
3: I also see, I mean, like we've mentioned here, six is a, it's a, it's a big full number, right? And so it does kind of breathe that excitement out there. Um, Even though we know WordPress is very good about uh, all the minor releases are building up, right? So it's not, even though we're going to punch that update to six, it's not this major, oh my gosh, it's something different. But what I do see that we're, a trend that is starting to happen out there is a lot of the plugin developers are starting to look at, and even WooCommerce, custom tables. And that's where I see, I think over the next year, two years, new plugins or even current plugins, that's where we're going to see bigger changes are in in the plugins themselves using custom tables out there. And which I personally, as you know, I'm in favor of all of this. And I just think it will actually make core stronger by getting some of the clutter out of core. So I'm excited about that. And I think that six will kind of be like, I hope like the the, the kickoff point of that.
1: Yeah, great. Um Robert, uh, in one sentence, what's the excitement around 6.0? Is it to find out who's, uh, which jazz artist is uh, named after? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Incremental refinement. That's how I'm going to look at it.
4: Yeah. Uh it, it, you know, it's right. it's like when Apple releases, you know, that they, they have those, you know, core Mac OS or iOS big release numbers, but sometimes it's just about button, you know, battening down the hatches and making sure everything works. And and WordPress six looks to me as one of those, okay, you know, we've thrown out some interesting things in the last year,
1: and now let us let's tighten that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tummy, for you in uh in, in very short, what uh, what excites you about Six or is it this, a bit of the same, isn't it? It's what you said earlier. It's that that.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with block lock-in <laughs> beats. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think, uh, yeah, block locking. Um, because honestly, that feels like it's starting something.
1: Yeah, and can I guess that's been in your mind for at least maybe two, if not three years? Like, oh, if only we can do that, and that to see see that mature and finally being released
2: so it has a bit it's just i think it was um it wasn't the time and no one had the right solution for a while um and i think but you had
1: the vision because you were very early on when i don't
2: think i had the vision i wanted someone to have the vision of how to do it because that that was definitely something that (laughs) wasn't me that had a solution to and i i would never take credit for that i i just and for me and i think this is important um I've had a lot of uh, moving out from being a full-time contributor to working in agency space has given me a very uh, good perspective on a lot of this stuff. So it has given me a feel for how important that stuff is recently. So, great, yeah, <laughs> it's made it urgent for me.
1: Well, thank you all very much for your time again and contributing to the WooCommerce Roundtable. Um, we'll see and hear you again next month. So thank you and bye from us all.
0: Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. Make your life easier with your client sites and check out MindSize.com. Their team will take care of a lot of the after project worries for your clients with solid maintenance and optimization services and orderable.com by iconic WP, the ultimate WooCommerce restaurant plugin for your client sites. With a slick order management and an app-like experience for their customers at HornoBowl.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at do the woo. You can always check out our site at do the woo.io or subscribe on your favorite pod app. Until next time, keep on doing the woo.